And we're back. Man, I'll put a commercial or something in there for now. I don't know what happened. Okay. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. But, uh, yeah, so man. I, I was just saying that, that you know, pr- pr- prisons are necessary, man. People have uh, people people have predatory – certain people in society have predatory nature, and that's just what they do. And criminals commit crimes. That's, that's all they do. Carjackers, they just they just break in cars. They don't work, they don't work at, uh, at Crystal's as well. Or they don't work at, you know what I'm saying? They don't work at CarMax. This is career criminals. That is what they do. And they do not deserve to live in normal society. Okay. You know, I, I deal with those people. And a lot of people, they don't deal with those guys face to face. So it's not really real to them. You know what I mean? But if you pull my, if you pull my, the records of my arrest, it's not a lot of disorderly conduct. It's not a lot of, um, you know, stuff like that is rape. Murder, murder, aggravated assault, carjacking, carjacking, house burglary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I deal with these guys on a regular basis. And there's there's a line in training day where Denzel says, you know, to protect the sheep, you got to catch the wolf. To protect the sheep, you got to catch And that's true. To protect the sheep, you got to catch a wolf. And he said, you got to be a wolf to catch a wolf. You ain't got to be a wolf per se, but you got to be a hell of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a hell of a dog. And so guys like me, Guys like Heath, guys, you no know, other guy, the guys that train, we have some great trained officers. We deal with these guys on a day to day basis. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Guys that as soon as they get out, they gonna do it again. So with with so thinking about that, right? When we was talking about our communities and stuff like that, do you think those same factors affect the the other races, Caucasians, Mexicans, or Hispanic people, or whatever? Uh, do you think those same factors uh, affect them as well? Are they successful yeah. to the to their community not really uh, being there for them? De- definitely. This is the thing is, like I, like I said before, if if in your mind you see criminal and black is the same thing, that's what you're gonna do. That that's what mm-hmm. you associate with criminality. Yeah. But if you go to places that are majority white, see most of us, if you live in the Jackson, you you grow to places majority black. You know what I'm saying? But if you go to places, you know. Essex County, all these other places, you'll see a lot of white criminals that get popped all over and over again. The difference is, through a, through a nationwide standpoint, we are, oh, how can I say this? Um, over-policed. Mm, okay. Okay. So we're the point of, <laughs> like, I, like, that's the best analogy I can think of, is if you only think foxes eat chicken. You only think foxes eat chicken. So you only, you only, by you look at a fox, you trying to get my chicken. But you watch bobcats and cougars and coyotes, you watch everything walk by you a million times. But in your mind, those aren't criminals. Those don't eat chickens. The fact is, they all eat chickens. Criminal, yeah. criminal have a race. Criminal is a mindset. Criminal yeah. is antisocial behavior. But the minute you associate criminal behavior with the race, you're corrupted. Yeah, that's true. Especially, um, and that's a very true fact, man. Because I, I know, see, a lot of times that um, that people make certain jokes about criminal activity and they associate, oh, black folks wouldn't do yep. this, or white folks do this, but black folks wouldn't. Yep. And I'll be, I often think it, you know, it's sometimes you know we look at it and we laugh, but at the at the very core, we're like, man, that's really crazy. Like people actually think like, yes, that. they really they really <laughs> associate crime with a race. And, and the fact is, antisocial behavior 
is a social disease, a social disorder, it's a mental thing. It has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with race. Now you you get to profile, and when you talk about profiling, and 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 that is a science, and and you say, well, um, this certain age group tends to do this, or or because this thing is going on. But the DC sniper proved that it's not always true. It's not all true at all, and everybody automatically assumes before they even seen his face. Right, and the fa- and, and and when you're when you're dealing with lives. You only have to be wrong one time to corrupt mm-hmm. your your thesis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like if they, if you think about prison, and okay, say 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 you're say it's prison or whatever. Say you're in prison, and a certain lab was messing up DNA evidence. It only takes one person to have been wronged to have to reexamine every case. You know what I'm saying. Because because you're, you're not playing uh, Connect Four, you ain't playing Tic Tac Toe. You're dealing with lives, you know what I'm saying? And it's something you take very seriously. And so it's even like as an officer, I never take an arrest lightly. No matter no matter how, even even if it's a misdemeanor, whatever it is, I take it very seriously with respect of I am momentarily taking somebody's freedom. Mm-hmm. So I don't make an arrest haphazardly. If I put handcuffs on you, I have done my due diligence. Mm-hmm. I'm not just, I don't put handcuffs on. So I've been on nine years. If you look at my arrest, you say, I thought he I thought he had more arrest than that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. I take it very seriously. I take it very, very seriously. So me towing your car, me taking you to jail, me signing charges, I don't do any of that shrugging my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I take it very seriously, and we all need to. On every level of law enforcement, on every level of the criminal justice system, there should be no shrugging of shoulders. Whether whether from the person that's that's doing the complaint and signing the charges to the officers, to the prosecutor, to the judge, mm-hmm. to the defense, and we don't talk about defense attorneys nearly enough. Um, you know, every level there should be no like, eh, mm, that should never be the attitude because you're dealing with people's lives. Definitely. And, 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 you know, that, that begs the question of like, why are you signing up for something that, that, that required, that, that requires you to care, put so much care into somebody's life only to, to be haphazard about it? Like, exactly. what, what, what drove you to that? And just like guys who can't afford like big time attorneys and then they send down, you know, the normal attorney to, to represent you, the family court and stuff like that. And those people, they really don't care because they, they just like, ah, right, you just going to plead and that's it. They, that's they it. shouldn't be in that position. They shouldn't be in that position. If you don't respect, if you don't, if you don't respect that position, you're unworthy of that position. And if you're, if you don't prepare for something, you don't respect it. And so, I mean, I even look at my job the same way. One of the reasons why, and I could definitely be in better shape. I could definitely be, but one of the reasons why I tend to try to stay in shape, stay strong, stay, because in my mind, I have to prepare for the fight. I have to prepare for my job. If I don't, I don't respect my job. So, like, right. if you call me on a domestic or you call me on a carjacking or you call me on anything, whatever, and I'm not physically and mentally prepared for the turmoil at hand, whether emotionally, if I'm not emotionally sound to make good decisions, if I'm not mentally steady to, to remember my training, if I'm not physically ready to carry it out, 
I do not respect the fight. I do not deserve to be in my position. Yeah. You know, and the same thing with a lawyer, same thing with a judge, same thing with anything. If you are not mentally prepared, emotionally prepared, uh, if, if your job requires any physicality, physically prepared for your task, you don't deserve to carry out that task. You don't respect it. At all. So that's what, in this, this days, man, there's times I'll just take off work for four or five days. I won't go nowhere. I won't, I'll just stay at home because I, I've hit an emotional wall and, I, and I'm mature enough to recognize it and know that I'll probably be at work right now. Yeah. And I'll just take off and I'm not going out of town nothing. I'm staying home and I'm I'm watching I'm binge watching TV and eat, eating popcorn and you know I'm chilling because I need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you had to be mature enough and respect your job enough to do that. Exactly. And I, I and you know, at my job, man, I'm a manager at work, man. And I always tell I was like, listen, if you need to take some time off to be to get yourself together emotionally and mentally and things like that, do that. Because when you bring that type of energy to work, you're not helping nobody. Nobody. You know, and if people can sense those things, whether people realize it or not, people sense uh, when you're not in your, when you're not in your right mind mentally, if you give it off, it's an energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and you know, oftentimes you, if you wonder if somebody randomly asks, Hey, you okay. And they don't know you from nothing. It's because they can feel that. <laughs> right, 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 right. You giving them funky that. vibes, man. Yeah, you're not. You all right today, man? If you hear that, you all right today, bro? You doing all right? And you're just like, I don't even know this right. dude. But you giving it out, so he's just like, hey, you got something going on, man. But here you go. Here goes some positivity. Here goes some prayer, whatever you, you know, you fancy or whatever. Absolutely. But just, just take it, stay home, man. Find yourself. <laughs> so we got to do that. But um, but go ahead, I hear you little people too. Mine in the back somewhere. Yeah, dog on one that one of twenty. Talking about who are you talking to? <laughs> but uh, coming around, coming around to the end, man. Um, my last question would 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 be uh, as far as like prisons go and things like that. Did you have you ever came up with an idea, or do you have an idea of a program that probably could help those guys while they're in there? Um, in in prison. Out get just getting out of prison or avoiding prison. Um, I, I would say both. Let's talk both. Um, like I said, I always tell my mom. You know, my mom was a social worker. You know, and she now she now she's over at she's over the psych ward at Blair Batch now. But uh, and my sisters are teachers. My dad is a counselor. It's kind of like the family business. So we get around and we'll sit around. And we'll talk about social ills and stuff like that. Like I always say, mm-hmm. my mind, and maybe as I get older, it will be. I never really thought about how to better integrate guys into society. Right? Mm. I've never thought about how to better rehabilitate guys in prison. That's just not where I am right now. Not saying it's, it's very important, but you got to know your role in the fight. You know, and, yeah. and so I, I try, as I've gotten older, I try to overextend myself and suffer when yeah. where I am right now is, is how do I catch bad guys? And how do I keep kids from being bad guys? So my mind right now is uh, is is proactive in in catching bad guys, and and proactive in um, keeping kids from going that way. I, I'm not. I haven't developed my reactive as far as how to better um, uh, socialize guys back in inside. Though it's very important. I'm not. I'm not saying f them guys and nothing like that. 
is very important. It's just not my role right now. And it might be later on. And even, even as far as I had to better rehabilitate guys in prison, my mind just hasn't gone there yet. Like I say, not saying it's, it is clearly very important. It's very important. It's just where I am right now is mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a um, when we started the firm foundation, uh, it was a verse in Isaiah, and it's basically about being a repair of the breach. Um, I can't remember what chapter it's in, but it's about being a repair of the breach, standing in the gap. And that's kind of where I am. I want to be a repairer of that breach in society where these negative things are coming for our kids or, yeah. or these negative things are preying on us. And I want to stand in the gap and keep the bad stuff away from the innocence. And that's where I am right now. And maybe as I get older, uh, I'll grow more um, in the area of rehabilitation and the area of, of, of um, resocialization. 